one of the things that many people I think are probably in awe of Kirk Douglas, aside from the, the talent of the actor, is how does Kirk Douglas keep himself in such incredible shape? Well, Terry, to begin with, we're here at a quarter of nine this morning. As you see, I'm in my, <laughs> my jogging suit, but yeah. I haven't been jogging. I just come from the gym. Yeah. I work out every day, and I play tennis and golf, but not uh, fanatically. I work, have a 20-minute workout every morning, mm -hmm. and I think that's important. When my sons ask me what's the most important quality in being an actor, I say vitality. Right. Without that, you can't function. Uh, if you're sick, you can't act. You know, if you own a store, you can be sick and the store goes on. But in any profession, that's why I, I have a, uh, an understanding of uh, theater, sports, opera, music world, anything, where, uh, you, know, if, uh, you know, if an athlete gets sick, he can't perform. So health is probably in any endeavors such as ours, the most important ingredient. So I work out regularly. Do you keep a uh, very rigorous schedule in regards to uh, diet, sleep, etc.? No, not rigorous. You know, my uh, <clears throat> trainer is always saying, you, you know, you had, what, you had something to drink last night, you ate. No, I try. Uh, I mean, my weight doesn't vary more than about five pounds. And what I do is I become much more rigorous as I approach a movie, mm -hmm. as I am now. I'm gonna be doing a movie, The Man from Snowy River in, in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll leave in about a month. So in another week or so, I'll start to, I won't drink anything. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, alcoholic beverages. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah. exercise regularly. But I, I, I don't feel one should be a fanatic. I mean, I would hate to uh, uh, devote my entire life to being fanatical about physical fitness. I mean, I think you should enjoy life. But I, don't, I think a lot of people are a little bit too self-indulgent. And I happen to have a wife, you know, who's not an ounce overweight. And if I gain, if I'm two pounds overweight, she says, you're fat. <laughs> so she, that's, does, she does the one-inch pinch test. That's right. So okay. that's, a, uh, that's a good uh, uh, aid in keeping fit, to have somebody prodding you. Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, that I have learned... Uh, since I have been here and having talked to so many people in your business and uh, over the years uh, being associated with the business, that making motion pictures is a hell of a lot of hard work. Well, uh, any uh, field, you see, where you're, it isn't the physical aspects of it. When you're using your emotions, it's very exhausting. I've worked in a steel mill, and once your muscles get accustomed to it, it's, uh, it's exhilarating. You finish the day's work, and you're very, you're, you're very excited. You know what I mean? Yes. But uh, uh, acting, when it's emotional, and very often when you're through work, uh, you're exhausted. And sometimes you allow yourself to keep thinking you don't sleep as well. And, and that's very, why very often somebody gets uh, sick during the making of a picture. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell my sons, you know, how, like an athlete, You've got to keep yourself in good physical condition or you can't do the job. I talked to Charlton Heston, um, I guess this goes back several weeks now, and one of the things that he pointed out to me, that the general public has the impression that the making of a picture 
may seem to be a lot of fun because actors are out there, seem to be having a good time, and they're standing in front of cameras, etc. But the amount of time and the amount of dedication that is utilized in order to perform in front of those cameras takes a lot of honing of a lot of tools uh, of, ex of expertise. This is a very generalized question that I'm going to ask you, but I, I hope you'll bear with me when we go in this direction. There seems to be, on the surface, today, more than ever before, mm -hmm. an impression being left with some people in your industry and I think in the general public that there is a possibility and a danger that motion pictures may be moving out of the realm of the non-actor. And by that I mean they are utilizing people today because they may have got uh, some degree of publicity, they may be good singers, they may be good athletes, they may be good something other than people who have been schooled and gone through the amount of rigors of training that people such as yourself have gone through and are and that the producers are trying to capitalize on box office stuff that does not really have the impact and the quality that a Kirk Douglas picture or a Heston or somebody else has been producing. Well, uh, I don't quite agree. It doesn't matter. I mean, the public is not interested in whether or not I went through college in the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and mm -hmm. did a couple hundred plays in summer stock. That's, they're only interested in results. And if you can find someone right off the street who in a certain part it gives a an effective performance, the audience likes it, fine, they'll come to see it. Uh, I don't feel that's a threat because uh, I'm convinced in the long run, if you don't have the training, sooner or later, it's catch sure, it's just like an amateur can sometimes give a great performance on the stage. They just sort of inspire that moment and the adrenaline is going and they give a great performance. But the next uh, night, they might just fall apart. So you really need training to sustain. Uh, you know, in acting, movies go through cycles. They go through periods, uh, exploitation periods, where maybe they use a, a girl who has physical attributes who's effective. Yes. But I'm talking about, I'm talking, after all, I've been acting for over 35 years. Right. I'm talking about a long run. If you don't have the training, you're going to fall down somewhere along the way. My youngest son, Eric, is in London now. He's been there for two and a half years studying acting. I've discouraged him. I still don't know if he's going to become an actor. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's had, will, ha will have had two and a half or three years of training, the fact that he will have been exposed all his life to acting doesn't necessarily make him an actor or a successful one. Also, the most talented actors are not always the biggest stars. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of elements that go into it, but there's no doubt in my mind uh, and I apply this to any field of endeavor, that you go into that field with all the preparation that you can, mm -hmm. physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it is, and then do your best. But none of that is a guarantee for success. And for that reason, I discourage uh, people from going into my profession. I think it's a sad profession. It's filled with heartbreak on all levels. Uh, sometimes people don't understand the problems of stars. It's all, in, you know, in proportion. Yes. Uh, they too have their disappointments. So it's a difficult profession, but it to me is something that you have to be obsessed with. You have to say, this is what I want to do no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then you go ahead and try to do it. But I don't uh, criticize the fact if somebody is capable with very little experience of hitting a picture that succeeds fine.
there's an aspect to that that if we look at film as being an art form and a creative form such as it is, that even with somebody who may have a degree of mediocre talent, that in the hands of the right director and the right people, that you can create a, a situation that makes them look good and the film comes off, that is another aspect as to why film can be effective and can be certainly a more than just a creative tool, but can be very successful. Yes, but that only happens in specific cases where the physical or the particular personality of that person suits that particular moment, then guided by the director, it succeeds. But if you want a career where you want to try to play different roles where you'd like to play a role like Champion or Spartacus and a yes. role like Van Gogh in Lust for Life. Yes. You know, you, you want the... See, to me, uh, if uh, acting loses its, uh, its spark, you know, if I don't have... You know, to me, there's nothing more frightening than to be doing, having work that you hate where you have to watch the clock. I don't watch the clock. Suddenly they say, oh, it's time, you know, you're yeah. working. Yeah. As long as I enjoy it, I, I, you know, I would do it. Otherwise, uh, I, I'd go into something else. Let's go back to uh, 71 when you uh, did a picture with Johnny Cash, uh, a gunfight. Uh, did you approach that picture at all with any degree of uh, trepidation, being concerned about whether Cash was capable of uh, doing a decent performance? Uh, not really. You see, because uh, Cash, who is not really an actor, mm -hmm. is a performer. Yes. I mean, he has performed before audiences, he has talked to them, uh, he has performed in his songs, he has good phrasing. And uh, I, no, I didn't think that there would be a, uh, it was to me an interesting, uh, an interesting challenge. And I felt, I saw shortcomings in him as an actor, but he was an interesting personality and I thought he had acquitted himself quite well. It was, again, uh, something that was sort of an interesting thing to, to do. I think there are other actors who could have possibly given uh, a better job, but he physically was right for the role. I think his background gave him enough training with help that he could play the role, and I found that it was a, a, a challenge. Let's go from the realm of uh, Grand Old Opry to uh, Grand Opera, uh, a, an art form that you and I both share a, a passion for. Pavarotti, uh, one of the greatest voices in the world, is now launching into a motion picture career. How do you think his chances of survival in that are? Well, my guess would be that he's not going to have a long, sustained movie career, nor would I imagine that he would uh, want it. Uh, I've met him, but he has a really wonderful personality. Uh, he's, uh, you know, like most Italians, very outspoken, uh, easy to express himself, and I think in the right part, especially if it's a part that calls for him also to sing, yeah, right. he's going to do a good job. It's yeah. a question of how you use him. I mean, I don't think you, uh, you want to say, well, we'll take him, now we'll go in on tour and we'll do uh, four or five different plays. But certainly, I think in the right part, he could do a very good job because he's a personality. Mm -hmm. You know, and if the director who's working with him utilizes what he has, he'll do very well. You see, the most difficult thing, uh, you know, and some people have a, an instinctive, natural quality, uh, is to get people to relax. Yes. A camera's turning, yes. and they suddenly tighten up. Well, that's, uh, that's true in any uh, field of endeavor that deals with, whether it's in sports. Sometimes an athlete is very good when he's, when he's uh, training, practicing, but suddenly 
they tighten up, you know, and they choke, as people once, say. Once the moment of truth is arrived. Yeah, so they have to be able to overcome that. They have to get that excitement and nervousness, let the adrenaline mm -hmm. be working so that you can use it to your advantage, not that it stifles you. So in someone like uh, Pavarotti, it would not surprise me to see him quit himself quite well. Between motion pictures and the stage, uh, time is utilized very effectively by you. How long has it been since you've done stage work? Well, as a matter of fact, right now, I mean, for years I've been looking for another play to do. I have something right now that I'm hoping that will work out and I will do it uh, possibly within a year. You know, but I haven't been on the stage since I did uh, the play One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, that must be 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved it. Again, it's timing. I think that play at that time was ahead of its, uh, ahead of its time. It was... Uh, a little bit uh, too early, and I never would let it go. I, you know, the the critics didn't know how to deal with it. Did you own the property? Oh yes, I bought the book and the developed the play, and held on to it. Uh, <laughs> and the you know the audiences, it, it was a successful play. The audiences liked it. Gene Wilder was in it. Yes. Gave a wonderful performance. William Daniels. I loved. Uh, playing it, but the critics, it was new, and very often the critics are not exactly, uh, sometimes audiences are way ahead of critics. Mm -hmm. And then with the passage of time, things change where uh, it, you could deal with that kind of a subject, and after having rejections from every studio in town, yes. and uh, maybe 10, 12 years passing, my son Michael, who always loved the project, uh, said, Let's see, he said, could I try it? And I said, sure. And he got the same rejections, but went outside of the motion picture industry and found someone who had never made a movie, put up the money, and the rest is history. Phenomenal picture. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Came off well. Would you have liked to work in it? Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have played the part. Uh, I thought uh, Jack Nicholson was, uh, you know, gave a beautiful performance. He won an Oscar. Uh, my interpretation of the role was quite different. Uh, you know, Ken Kesey got Michael mad because he said, well, Kirk should have played the part. <laughs> but uh, I felt, you know, I have a relationship with my sons that I feel they, they, look, whatever they're doing, they should be allowed to do what they feel they should do. And I think that's why we, we get along fairly well because I respect their individuality, sure. all four of them. Let's go back into um, some of the pictures back in the 50s. I don't want to belabor a lot of these points, but let me look at, uh, at some of them. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, a picture you did in, in uh, 55, uh, The Vikings, uh, Lust for Life, I think, in 56. Uh, Quinn won an Oscar for his part as Gauguin, supporting actor in, uh, in Lust for Life. I have seen your performance in that picture probably, I guess, about 10 times. Uh, I happen to be a Kirk Douglas fan, obviously, but I think that probably of all the things that I've seen you do, I was most impressed by that one. The picture itself got rave reviews. Quinn got an Academy Award for it. How do you feel about the overall approach from the public to that picture? Well, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's an unusual picture. I think it's very well done. I liked my performance oh, in it. Yeah. I think it right. uh, was something very different. Uh, I won the New York Film Critics Award yes. for Best Performance that year. The fact that you don't, I have never won 
uh, an Oscar. No. I've been nominated uh, several times, and sometimes I've done pictures where I thought I, I should have won an Oscar, didn't even get nominated. But uh, I still feel that the Oscars, in general, is the best uh, award system we have in world filmmaking. I think it's been fair. It's been fair. I think a lot of foreign people, uh, foreigners, have won. Uh, when they've given an excellent performance, and generally speaking, it's been fair. But uh, a lot of factors go into whether or not somebody wins an Oscar. Uh, in uh, Lust for Life, Anthony Quinn won for a supporting performance. Yes. Uh, lots of times, somebody feels, well, geez, that picture was so, really good. Somebody should win an Oscar. Also, there are uh, forces like in anything. Look, an election of a president of our country uh, is won by no more than about... 50% of the votes. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you think of it, there are an awful lot of people who don't agree. So it's just the majority who rules. And then uh, it isn't as true now, but in earlier periods, there was also a lot of block voting. Very often a studio, you know, would try to get behind one of their stars, which is understandable. See, I've been a maverick. I've never really... I've made several contracts with studios during my career to make movies, but I've never belonged to any studio. So I've always been independent. Uh, I think uh, at this stage, look, I've had enough uh, acting awards from different countries. Uh, there's no doubt that every actor somehow would like to win an Oscar because it's an acknowledgement by his peers. Yes. Uh, but. Uh, at the same time, you know, you can think of, uh, oh, there's so many actors, Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant, Charlie yeah. Chaplin, uh, I don't even think Jimmy, yes, I think Jimmy Cagney won it, but a lot of top actors who have never uh, won an Oscar, and yet there are many Oscar winners who are forgotten, right. and they survive. So it's something for your ego, and I don't say that uh, denigratingly because uh, ego is very important and it would be very nice, but it is not the be-all and the end-all, and here we are, I've, I don't know, I've been nominated three or four times, and uh, you know, I've been working movies about 35 years, and I'm still making movies. Do politics have much to do with the Oscar? Uh, well, to the extent that I mentioned before, when you say politics, to begin with, there's a lot of times they like personally, in, you know, sure. uh, in our industry, there's very often an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been always slightly controversial in my points of view. Well, it might be somebody who they don't like you. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's hard if someone doesn't like you to vote for you for something. But, uh, but that's true in any form of voting. But nevertheless... I deplore people who, who go and win an Oscar and then knock the system. Yeah. yeah good you know, point. I'd say then, well, if that's the, the case... Because the do that, too, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm very annoyed with them because if that's the case, I'd say, no, wait a minute, why didn't you, before you took the part, sure. say, look, let us know. I'll take this part, but I want you to know, mm -hmm. if I win an Oscar, I'm not going to accept. Right. See, there's a kind of hypocrisy. You see, it's easy to say, look, once you've won it, I don't need it. And I think they also do an injustice to the industry because the Oscar event is very important for filmmaking. It's probably one of the you know, most widely accepted yes. TV shows all over the world. Yes. And that helps the industry that you're a part of. So I would never try to break down 
something that I think is, is, is good for everybody. Is it necessarily true that because a performer wins an Oscar that it is almost a ticket for a future uh, either picture or certainly future pictures and an opportunity to make a heck of a lot more money. Not at all. Not at all. Louise Reiner, I think, won two Oscars in a row years ago, and after that, never made another movie. <laughs> that answers that. Yeah, it could happen. Somebody wins an Oscar. Attention is focused on them. Sure. But then again, it goes back to sooner or later, you know, what do they do? Is it just, it might be a performance, that unusual thing that just suited them at the moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of things came together. You know, whatever it is. But it certainly isn't. Uh, isn't a uh, key to future success. So many of the roles that we see you appearing in, we see a Kirk Douglas who is very intense, uh, very emotional, very uh, very passionate in the in the approach that he has uh, to the particular roles. Lust for Life is an example, uh, even to some degree, uh, Gunfight at OK Corral uh, and uh, all those other roles. Is Kirk Douglas in his real life a very intense person? I think so, to a certain degree, not always, uh, because for the same reason I have played other roles, where, where like Lonely Are the Brave, where I was a nice, easy-going cowboy. Uh, but there's no doubt that the public pigeonhole you. They develop yeah. a concept of what you are. You see that in imitations. That, Frank uh, Gorshin. Yeah, Frank yeah. Gorshin or Rich yeah. Little, whoever they are, sure. of, 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 of what you are. But obviously, uh, each actor draws upon the things within himself. And there are certain, you know, uh, physical qualities, certain qualities of intensity that I have with, within me that come out in different parts that I play. Also, you know, before I did Champion, yeah. uh, I played several weak roles. Uh, softer roles. I played as an intellectual school teacher in uh, Letter to Three Wives. In the very first movie ever made, uh, Strange of a Martha Ivers, I was the weak district attorney. Yeah. Uh, and I played champion. I took on champion just to have a chance to play hard-hitting roles, gotcha. which I haven't done. Yeah. Well, if you do it too successfully, <laughs> I became, uh, you know, a real... Uh, you know, the, the hard-hitting guy. But uh, obviously, you use, you know, you are the, the vehicle through which you're playing the role, and you draw on qualities within yourself. And there's no doubt that a lot of those qualities that you've outlined are things that I have within myself. I love you, Spartacus, as I love my own father. I love you like my son that I'll never see.